and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro in Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one, like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I'm reaching. You're like, oh, I'll see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello, welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway. We're back with, I believe, episode 52. I have not once, I think in the past, like, 51 episodes, have I mentioned what number episode we are, are on, which is crazy just to think that I've I've gone through 52. That's a whole year. That's a year worth of HCS Weekly. Thank you guys for, for being with me on this journey and, and just talking about Halo, getting excited about Halo, learning about new personalities. It's been awesome. And speaking about journey, we're going to jump back five years in the past. This is what we've been doing for the five weeks leading up to the five-year anniversary of HCS. It's coming up November 5th. We got some big announcements, apparently November 5th as well. Right now we're on year two. Year two is 2016. I've got two great guests that I'll be bringing on the show to talk a little bit about year two. But of course, before we get there, we've got the news and we also have our grassroots giveaway. Type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat for your chance to enter for a BR skin and nameplate. And we give that away at the end of the show. So stick around to the end of the show. I'll announce who it is. This happens every single week. If you don't get it, you can tune in next week. Let's get right to the news with Maddie Rums from dupecombo.com. Maddie, what's up? Hey, dude, what's going on? Not much, man. I'm out of breath. I'm I'm jumping around. <laughs> There's a lot of words. A big interview every week. These are exciting. I don't I don't have to find the guest. Muggsy's been helping me out, but then uh, but then we've got all these these you know wild topics and so much to talk about, and we have the news as well. And and how is how have things been on that? Uh, front, very slow. Very slow. <laughs> yeah, there's not. <laughs> it's a not lot. a hard job for you. You're not, you're yeah. not struggling. There hasn't uh, been much. Well, well, give me the give me the rundown, dude. What do we got? Uh, as usual, there's the playlist update. Um, it only involved infection playlist and social slayer. They removed the hive mind map temporarily from H two A. Okay. And then I'm not sure what the second one means. It says added standard flood on skyline and daybreak in Halo Four. But... Standard flood. Remember Halo Four had this like uh, they had. This I don't remember really anything cool... about Halo Four. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I'm not thinking about flood. I'm thinking about infection in Halo Four. Remember what they did to infection? You had like a an actual infected spartan that was like one of the cool things about halo 4 so maybe oh, so maybe, maybe they changed it i don't know if so they're actual... referencing that in any way yeah um, i have no idea that's what i thought when you said that to skyline and daybreak but yeah that that's about the extent of it uh some minor tweaks as well what's this yeah they just changed tweaks in uh the weightings of the game variants so you know like it's just balance keep but it keep it simple yeah that's it for the playlist update wasn't much i think a, a big thing that people have been paying attention to of course is just the flighting for halo reach that's been the focus yeah. For three, four, three right now people have been playing it everybody's been playing it thankfully i, I managed to play it as well uh it's been very fun so uh, i'm sure you guys have been watching you know content on that uh we also have topics outside of updates this is uh or it is an update but it's not from 343 what's what's this right uh neighbor decided that he's no longer going to be competing he put out right. a tweet uh a few days ago says, I've decided to hang up the sticks and i won't be attending dreamhack atlanta or future events i was fortunate enough to team with some pretty awesome dudes this last year, and I appreciate you all for giving me the opportunity. I have much love for the competitive Halo community, and wish you all the best. I wonder if that's it. This is this is uh, sad. I mean, I, I mean, it's not the first time we've seen Neighbor kind of exit. He had to exit for three four three in the past. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe with Infinite, he'll come back. But who knows? Yeah, 
I, I mean, it's understandable. Like recently we heard about, uh, it was a reciprocity splitting as a yeah. result. You know, there, there's not as much competition right now. It's it's uh, it's kind of an incubatory phase is what I'll yeah. call it. Because I, I really hope that Halo pops off with Halo Infinite. That's what we're all hoping for. And I think if it's big enough, somebody like Neighbor could even come back. I mean, these guys, they'll be in their 30s, but uh, they're, they're going to want it, man. It's, What's uh, wrong with being in the 30s? No, yeah. Nothing. No, I mean, I'm going to be in my 30s soon. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, all, we're all going down that, that uh, direction, unfortunately. Uh, we also have uh, some new announcement. announcements. What do we got here? Yeah, uh, NorCal Halo, Northern California Halo community. <laughs> they announced uh, San Francisco land. They're calling it the San Fran land. Okay. Uh, as of right now, it's a Halo CE 2v2 on original Xboxes, but they said if there's interest, they'll also do uh, like a Halo 2 tournament, uh, depending on the format. But they're uh, gauging interest to see what they were, which, uh, which game and format they're going to play being held at the emporium in san francisco it's kind of it's a pretty cool looking like arcade bar cool i was looking at some pictures of it but it'll take place on sunday november 17th it's 15 dollars a person and all the money goes towards the prize pool and if you get there early they're having uh i guess they booked like an airbnb where they're gonna hold like a what's it called like a boot camp i guess okay on uh, huh. november 15th and 16th so if you're interested, you can find that information at uh, on Twitter at NorCalHalo, N-O-R-C-A-L Halo. Awesome. And of course, all those details will be on NoobCombo.com as well, guys. So you can check that out uh, through Maddie's website. Uh, shout outs to Halo 2, though. Halo 2 getting some love. It doesn't doesn't get any love anymore. It's like yeah. Halo CE is getting a couple tournaments. Halo 3, you know, I, I, nobody really thinks about Halo 4 too much. But even Halo Reach now and then Halo 2, man. Halo 2 was amazing. So... <laughs> Uh, we've got some upcoming tournaments as well. Let's talk about these ones. Yeah, this Saturday in Rockford, Illinois, at Open World Gaming, there's a $2,000 Halo 3 4v4. So if you're in that area, you should definitely check it out. $2,000 is a nice prize pool. And then we also have uh, the first qualifier for DreamHack Atlanta on Saturday. Right. And Sunday, the 13th, the Pro-Am Halo League is holding a Halo 5 4v4. And it's four hundred dollars to first place, winner take all. Awesome, That's on, and that'll be online. Sweet. So four hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. Still some some good little events happening around that you guys can be a part of to continue competing in Halo. And then the next big event would be DreamHack Atlanta. What we're going to be talking about soon, and the qualifiers will start this weekend. So still some stuff to get excited about and to talk about in Halo, but pretty light on the news today. Uh, not too much work for you, Maddie, but uh, yeah, always enjoy. Next week. Yeah, hopefully. I always enjoy chatting with you, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining me once again. Anytime, man. No problem. See you around. There's the transition, sitting here waiting for it. Thank you, John. And of course, we have our interview today. We're going back to year two of HCS. I'm excited to reminisce with uh, with these boys here. We got Kratos and we got Onset. Welcome to the show. What up? How we doing? Good evening. Oh, good, man. Welcome, guys. Welcome. I, I was wondering, this is kind of an unexpected inter like interview duo. You know what I mean? Like I, Muggsy was saying, we're, we're trying to find people to bring on the show, and he's he's reaching out to Snakebite and Lethal, and I'm like, dude, it's going to be hard to get a hold of them. And then he says, we got Onset and Kratos. And I'm like, sure, great. I've just never seen them in the same place at the same time. Do you guys know each other really well at all? Oh, really well. I wouldn't say we know each other really well, but we dress okay. the same. So I, was, okay. I think, like, at least we've made that kind of thing going on. You know, the hat, the, the great shirt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dress code. 
you ended up having the same uh, the arms cross pose in the announcement photo too. That just kind of conveniently worked out. <laughs> Classic. Uh, <guys. laughs> yeah, but uh, I wanted to get like a, a quick update on what you guys have been up to. I know uh, on set, of course, you're doing a lot of casting. You did some Apex recently, which was pretty sick. Tell me about that. Like, how you been recently? Ah, uh, busy. Yeah, I've had a little bit of time yeah. off the last couple of weeks. It's been nice to kind of recharge the batteries. But yeah, I've been doing Apex, uh, obviously FIFA. Uh, did uh, the Ignite uh, show, the Halo one at right. Twickenham, the European event. That was super fun, as always. Um, been, yeah, busy. Really, really busy, and uh, hopefully continue to be busy. It's the right kind of busy, yeah. You're doing what you love, so hopefully we get more Halo events so you can we can see you uh, show up at those as well. Uh, Kratos, I haven't seen you in competitive Halo in a long time. Of course, you made yeah. some big waves while you were there, but you're still gaming. I, I saw you were playing Call of Duty recently. Is that is that kind of what you've been focused on? You waiting for for Halo to make a comeback? Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, Infinite, and I knew I I thought I would have two years before the next Halo, but I guess it was three. So mm -hmm. I was just trying to make my transition. It's kind of hard, you know. You have to make a lot of friends in Call of Duty to get into the into the right group of people. Yeah. Yeah, so you've just been grinding that. Is that kind of a goal for you for now, is to try to compete in COD, and then when Infinite rolls around, I guess you might make the switch? Yeah, just depending how it's going in Call of Duty. I mean, it's not going that great, honestly. Like, it's mm -hmm. not going that great. So just waiting on Halo, but I still got one more year to, you know, try it out. Man, honestly, it's you and the rest of the Halo guys, right? Because it's like you want to compete in other games. That's fine. Like competition is something you love. But but yeah. Halo is is where you came from, right? Halo is home. It's and I, fun. I mean, it's so much more fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's the same kind of withdrawal everybody's experiencing. Like, like Spartan, I, I saw on Twitter saying the same type of thing. He doesn't get the same thrills off other games. He'll try to jump into Rainbow Six or Gears of War. And it just, you don't get that feedback. And then he plays Halo Reach. He's been pretty excited about that. But nice to, you know, hopefully these Halo guys can come back to Halo and, and can really get excited about that again. Right. I'm, I'm um, sure we will. I'm, I'm, this, this next game is going to be so good. I can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to get kick things off here, I always like to cherry uh, pick a couple of your guys' tweets and and uh, and talk about these a little bit. Uh, Kratos, I know you haven't been in Halo for a while, but your pinned tweet on your page is from 2017, and this is when you're a part of a scene. Uh, and let's take a look at that real quick. I like this tweet. Um, now you were a little polarizing in Halo. I know you know you were. Uh, you of course some people loved you. Others, you know, maybe not. But uh, but this is a really real tweet here, man. What, what does this mean to you when you say, when I when I put down the controller, I'm just a human with feelings and thoughts? Well, I feel like I feel like everyone looks at me like the bad. And, like, I get it. I get why. Yeah. But you guys also have, like, you guys don't get it from my point of view. Like, from my point of view, I'm not friends with any, like, really close friends with any of these guys either, you know? And, mm -hmm. and any time I do get to see them or hang out with them, I'm going to war with them. You know, it's not like we're hanging out, eating lunch, you know, like I'm playing for my life against these guys, you know? Right. So, but just because I'm super hyper competitive doesn't mean, you know, when I'm not gaming, I'm not just like a normal guy. Like I'm not just yeah. a nice guy. Cause I'm a nice, I'm a, I feel like I'm a really nice guy, but when it's time to go to war, like I'm going to war. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think a good uh, thing to like juxtapose if you watch your YouTube videos, I find that you're, you're pretty nice. You seem like an easygoing dude on YouTube. And then when it comes to, to Twitter, when it comes to competition, you, you turn into Kratos. You're different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's your mindset towards winning. You, you can't accept anything else. You're very serious about that. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, for a lot of people, we're just competing or a lot of people were, you know, being competitive. But for me, it's like for me to get into that mindset. To yeah. 
to have to grind 12 hours a day to not have a social life. Like I have to think in my mind, like I'm going to war with these guys. I don't like you. I don't want to like you. I don't want to <laughs> know you. Like I, like I'm coming here to beat you. And some people just take that wrong. Yeah. And sometimes like I'll say things that don't sound good, but if you were my friend, you would, you would find it funny if you were my friend though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if uh -huh. I said like, you're cra like you, you're crap at the game and I, you don't know me, you'll take that bad. But like, if you're my best friend and I'm like, dude, you suck. You'd be like, shut up. You suck too. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, it's all, you know, it depends on your viewpoint, I guess, and where you're coming from. And I won't dig too deep, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> leave it there. But uh, I do respect that in the end of the day, it's all about the win. It's about the W, and that's what's most important to you. And that is that is understandable that it comes from there. Um, onset, uh, I managed to find a cool Halo tweet from you. This one uh, takes us back. Speaking of reminiscing about Halo, let's take a look at Onset's tweet here. There we go. Uh, bunked off college to play this uh, on an in-store machine at the local game store on release day. 12 years on, uh, it's still still being enjoyed by so many people as one of the bedstones. Bedstones? I've never heard that word before. Of uh, console FPS history. What a game. Man, tell me about this. Is this uh, Was Halo 3 like the Halo for you? Uh, I mean, first, I got really nervous when you said you were digging through my Twitter because there's probably a few things in there. <laughs> I Secondly, for, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I meant Cornerstone and I made up Bedstone. So thank you <laughs> oh, for that. Okay. And okay. thirdly, as you're talking about the tweet, um, I mean, Halo 3 was the first game that I could play online um, because I lived in a really, really rural area. We had terrible internet when I was growing up. And I actually played halo c halo 2 i used to go to my friend's house the same friend that you know don't tell my teachers uh, bunked off college with to go and play halo 3 on the install machine um we played halo i used to go to his house and play halo 1 halo 2 we used to absolutely love it like it was our lives um and then halo 3 i used to have a really 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 crappy laptop that i would bridge our wi-fi from wow. downstairs to upstairs and we were on like one point something meg like internet it was dreadful play on like bottom yellow bar and love life like I, d I didn't care like i didn't know any different and i remember going to my first ever halo 3 land there was like a local halo 3 land and i was like this game is different i was like i can kill people like what is happening and then yeah. i learned about hosts <laughs> yeah. now what people don't understand is that if you've got someone in ho on host who's in the uk and you're playing on a terrible internet, internet connection i became unkillable so wow. i was like playing with a lot, a lot of good players and things like that and that was a lot of fun but um yeah <laughs> That's like such a throwback to think about going into that, you know, into that game store and, and playing on the machine. Yeah. It was awesome. Like that game, it changed my life. Uh, yeah, that game was a revolution for the the whole industry too. It was, it was just unbelievable. Uh, and nice to see that you had that experience. Uh, Kratos, where were you on launch day Halo 3? What were you up to? I was, I was, I remember I was in class. I remember my teacher took the day off. I had a guy teacher and he took the day off to play Halo. And I was like, what is hate like? What that is guy's, Halo? That what is Halo? Sword. Yeah, you didn't know Halo like, and Halo Three. You didn't play uh, Halo Two. Well, I knew of Halo Two, but I didn't even think of you know when they said that he was ditching, like he got a substitute for like the Halo Three launch. I was like, what? Like, what are these guys doing? Because I was like, into, <laughs> I was kind of into <laughs> video games awesome, at the time, man. but I just didn't have an Xbox or anything, so I didn't really, oh. I didn't know it was that deep. I guess you know, I didn't play till a couple years later, and then I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> right, you kind of slipped in at the end of Halo Three. You you must have very quickly transitioned from playing to competing. Then, like you once, oh, you, once you got on it, you're like, I'm going to be a competitor. It's done, right? Is that well? I yeah. I before I even had an Xbox, I told my dad I'm going to be a pro Halo player, <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> why I, that's why I got an Xbox. 
yeah it took me it took me like what it took me it took me a year to be uh, become a pro from halo 3 so my first reach event was when i went pro so it took me one year from having an xbox to doing it wow that's pretty incredible is that that's kind of like uh i'm assuming that's how you would take on a lot of uh, challenges because for me it's like it takes me years to kind of to kind of get there you know I'm, I'm enjoying the game i'm i'm playing casual social matchmaking and then at some point you're like okay i want this to be a thing you know what i mean I guess uh, you just you decide what you want and you go for it quickly. Yeah, I kind of. I, I always my friends always joke with me about that. Whenever I like talk about something, I'm like, well, I, I can do that. Like I can 100 percent do that. Yeah. But then I'm there's things like that. yeah, but yeah. then there's things like where like Halo. It's like you like I fell in love with it right away, so I was perfectly fine putting in all that time and right. want, want, like you know watching all that VOD from past years, learning about all these players. Like I was okay with it, so that's why I did it pretty fast. I think. Yeah, it was kind of it was almost easy back then to put in that time because everybody was playing it too. It was it was crazy. Um, so let's let's keep on reminiscing. We're going to talk about year two of HCS. This is 2016. We're going to jump back in time. 2016. I was not here. I, I was watching. I got to watch it on Twitch. I was a fan at the time. But you guys were were really making some waves in your careers at the time. We uh, we kicked off the year with X Games. So X Games was a very unique event for Halo. This sent you guys to Aspen. Colorado, you're you're in the cold here. People are snowboarding. They're playing winter sports, and you guys are in your toques uh, playing some Halo. We got a highlight video in the background here. Uh, Kratos, kick it off. Uh, tell me about this experience here. What was this event like for you? Do you remember any stories? Uh, you had Nated, you had L Town, you had Suspector with you. How did that all happen? So we got super lucky that we got to go to X Games. Well, first of all, insane that they're holding a Halo tournament at X Games, right? But it, they also did like the top six teams from North America qualify, and we at, and it was after the first two tur online tournaments. And in the first one, we played EG really early and got top sixteen, so we were really far from that. And then we ended up winning the next one, which put us in the X Games. Like, we didn't know wow. we, we were going to get put in there, but it was just like such great timing. Like we won it, and then we were in because of that win. So and, you really just formed, and then you managed to win these qualifiers? Is that kind of what happened? Like, how did you guys all meet each other, come together? Um, I was on a team with Boo Boo, Commonly, and Nemesis. And okay. it was Nated, L-Town, Suspector, and I think Stellar. Mm. And I promised, before Halo 5 came out, I promised Aiden that we were going to have the season we were supposed to have the year before that we got really unlucky with. And I promised them, I'm like, we're going to team, we're going to do this. But then we ended up not teaming. And then when they asked me to team, I'm like, like I promised him that I would team with him. Like, even though my team was super good at the time, I was like, I promised this guy, oh, so we got to do it. <laughs> so we ended yeah. up teaming and we we're actually really good. Online, it was already, we were really good, yeah. Yeah, and you were already under the Allegiance banner at the time too? Like when you joined it, they were already Team Allegiance? You were just joining up with that? Uh, I think, yeah, I believe so, yeah. They already uh -huh. had already had that sponsor or that org uh in the meantime onset i don't think you were there right what were you up to at the time i remember you said a tweet uh saying that 2016 was a huge year for you in your career with uh hcs when did that all kick off uh so yeah for x games i was watching at home i was losing sleep i was up till whatever time it was in <laughs> right, the morning yeah. like all europeans kind of had to learn to do to watch uh competitive halo and video games in general back in the day but um say so back in the day it's three years ago um but yeah i was watching it i remember watching it because obviously we had a couple of european represent uh representatives over there right and uh we were super excited to see what epsilon could do because it was like this roster is like we think they're really good and you're always wanting obviously the homegrown 
boys to do well. And I think they beat Renegades in the first series that they played. And we were like, what is happening here? Like, wait, these guys could actually do some damage. Like, I remember yeah. Jimbo going off in the series. And that was when kind of Jimbo made his name. He kind of announced himself as a really, really talented player. And obviously the Bucks and Snipe, Snipe Drone had done some work alongside him. But after that, it kind of fell off and the dream kind of died. But, uh -huh. you know. European Halo. That's what happens. We give ourselves a little bit of hope, and then it gets extinguished. But you made some strides, was, but you still, yeah, of still, course, uh, it was yeah. it was one of those things where it was like, okay, maybe we've got a team that can really compete. Because on Halo Three, we had power that kind of worked their way through. But you now we got to Halo Five, and it felt like we had a couple of teams that maybe could do some damage. But it was a crazy event to watch, like Kratos was saying, because of the fact that it was at X Games, and I feel like everyone's just like, wow, like even watching it, we're like, wow, these guys are playing at X Games. Like this is huge, yeah. not only for the players, but for the esport, for everyone involved, for everyone watching. It's such a a huge, you know, opportunity to put the game in the shop window that it did. And I think there was so much hype coming off the end of X Games. And I mean, I'm sure you'll want to talk about the results itself in a little bit, but what a way to, mm -hmm. to sh showcase competitive Halo and Halo 5 at that point than the tournament that they did have. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, it, incredible. There, there were so many good games kind of leading up to it too. Of course, we had the CLG EG rivalry that was kind of going on, uh, but underneath all that, ALG was doing some amazing stuff too. Kratos, you and, and your team, you managed to secure a medal. It was bronze medal. But uh, how did you feel about the the experience here? Like, what what did you think about your performance? Uh, did you kind of expect to do as well as you did? Did you? Of course, you wanted to win coming in. Um, tell me a bit about yeah. this. I, I know EG was a tough one, but Renegades, you kind of bowled over them, which I felt like they were a bit of a uh, a nemesis for you guys over the the period that you played yeah so going into that tournament it was one of those things in life where while it was happening i was just trying to soak it all in soak it all in because mm. it's because that's un unbelievable to me you know someone like i grew up playing tony hawk on the n64 and yeah. like now i'm at x games playing a video game that i love like that's crazy to me you know and uh right before that tournament happened there was like a crazy roster period. There was uh, the lethal, lethal, and that them yeah. all switched. Yep. And all the teams switched up, other than our team. And our team, EG, axed a team actually before they axed uh, common lead a team. Oh wow! And we we were coming off of two two first places, two first places, and two second places in on the online two Ks, and then they axed Nated. So we were like, oh, like. Gonna lose native. Yeah, we're gonna lose native. Like we don't have like big names to where we can like pick up someone, you know. Like yeah, at least me personally, like I don't know anyone. So if yeah. we need one a couple weeks before a tournament, like who who am I gonna even ask? I don't know anyone to ask. Mm -hmm. And but since we stuck together, you know, native ended up saying no. Uh I didn't think there was a chance we were gonna lose that tournament. Seriously, mm -hmm. like I didn't think there was even a possibility we would lose. The X Games, at least, I thought that was in the bag like for us. Yeah. And going to that tournament, I don't know. I don't want to complain that much, but whoever structured that tournament did a really bad job. It was, I don't know about any other sport ever that I've ever seen ever in my life. First place plays fourth place. Second place plays third place. Okay. We were first place, and we played third place for, for in the semifinal. Interesting. So, so it was like, what? Like, how, why do we have to play EG? Why doesn't EG have to play CLG to make it into the final? We had to play one of those teams. Like, that. I don't know. It was kind of dumb. But mm -hmm. uh, we played Renegades. Uh, we played them in the bracket play as well. We beat them pretty easily in the bracket play. When we played them for the medal match, uh, it was the same thing. We were, it was pretty early into Halo 5, and we were 
we were pretty pretty we knew we were better than them at the time mm. definitely we beat them in every online 2k and then earlier in the tournament it was pretty easy so we, we knew we were going to win the bronze once we lost to eg yeah yeah it must have been a bit of an uh, unfortunate i don't i don't know too much about the the organization kind of structure stuff that you brought up um of course, the, the EG series did seem to be a tough one for you. And then uh, Renegades, of course. Yeah, like you said, you just you guys got a great start to the season with 2016. And that that brought you into Worlds really well as well. But Renegades in Worlds was a different Renegades, though uh, that series was was very entertaining to look at. And uh, that's what we're going to probably jump over to next, right? Because mm-hmm. you had you had so um, X Games kicks it off. You guys get a bronze medal. Uh, I was looking through your Twitter, by the way, Curtis. I went all the way back in Twitter. I don't have the video, uh, but you gave your bronze medal to uh, a friend in like an Apple store and he oh stood up God. on a table and he's like, I have an X Games medal. <laughs> I wish I could have showed that. <laughs> that was my coach Showtime. Oh, oh is that what it was? <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. So you, you had your fun with the with the medal, you know? Oh, yeah. Even if it was, I, t- I take that out to the bar sometimes, man. I have a fun <laughs> really? time. I have a fun like, Everyone else, like, has it, like, hung up. Like, I have fun with my medal. I don't know. It's that kind of the icebreaker with the ladies. It's, like, on the chest. You know, they, they see it. They're, oh, damn, X Games, bronze medal. Like, I'll, go, I'll literally go up to the bar, and I'll be like, yeah, anything with Red Bull in it, I get for free. So just let me know what you want. You know, <laughs> da 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 such good game. I'll just walk away. <laughs> wow that's good. that's good that's fucking that's funny um okay so let's let's keep going then we got a uh, worlds that comes up next and the good thing about worlds is onset you're in this one this is a, a big casting moment for you as well the series that we're going to highlight uh is going to be the renegade versus uh, alg series we're going to take specific moments from the series play them with audio we can listen to them kind of talk about how you felt because this series was incredible one of the best series i think in halo 5 in the history of halo 5 because it had this crazy reverse sweep comeback but let's play some stuff up in the background here to kick it off uh on set it starts with you and bravo on the desk how many times have you have you been here on the desk like this was this a really big experience for you as a caster tell me a bit about this uh so pre this event uh obviously i've done some small events in in europe uh i think it was actually two events and then i did the halo uh world championship qualifiers for europe and that was uh, before I worked for Gfinity. That was at the Gfinity Arena. And then I think a week before Worlds, I got asked to do Worlds. It was literally out of nowhere. So this wow. moment was insane. Uh, I was on the B stream a lot of the time. And it, something funny to actually notice here is I was thrown onto the A stream for this series out of nowhere. It didn't. I had no rehearsal. You could. I didn't know where the hard cam was to even look. So if you look here, I never look at the camera because I don't know where it is. It was like so far away in the background. Like I, you can probably, I don't know if you would have, remember Carlos but it was like behind all of the crowd and everything it was like miles away but this series was still to this day one of my favorite ever series of any game just because of not just the fact that it was worlds and there was like there was a little bit of a rivalry between the two teams it was the nature of the comeback because you guys got absolutely spanked in game number one and pretty yeah. much game number and two, two as well and, two. Yeah. and you were one flag cap away from losing the series you were two nil down on collie flag like and somehow like you know when you talk about momentum in a series you talk about like those moments and i think it was like nated made a crazy play to get a flag return i remember that and then i think you got a double kill on your own base and then you just started getting loud and from that moment when you won that game you just felt something was going to happen you just you just knew it you could just feel it in the air and then it was like it's just unreal like i watched it back today and it was like wow this was this was a crazy moment 
Yeah, John, real quick, let's fast forward, if if you can, to the first game and the second game. I know I didn't put timestamps for those, but if we can just show a little bit of gameplay, because you're absolutely right. Uh, Stronghold's Empire is a bit of a stomp. It's 100-0. 100-0. It's a donut. <laughs> uh, Stronghold's Empire is a scary uh, game type, though, because it is so snowball-y, right? You see a lot of 100 O's on this map. Uh, Kratos, uh, tell me a bit about that first game, uh, Empire Strongholds. There you are. Uh, you uh, can tell me about this experience. So, so right before the series, they, they announced who's playing who, you know? And they announced CLGEG. Oh, it's and, a randomized bracket, wasn't it? Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So, so when they announced, we're all, all like the pros were in the back waiting, like we're just waiting for the announcement, you know? And they say CLG versus EG. And I stood up in front of everyone. I turned around to my team and I was like, we're going to win this tournament. We are going to, this is our tournament. We're going to win this tournament. <laughs> and then we go into this series and get a hundred zeroed <laughs> by Ninja right away. Like, like is, it, is, it, is it because it's Ninja? Is it, is it hurt that it's well, Ninja? Is that... <laughs> I just know. You'll see like in the highlights probably in a little bit after like we start making a comeback. I just Good know night. how they are when they're beating me, and I just knew they had the biggest smile on their faces, and it was pissing me off. Just right. to know that they were just so happy over there. 100-0, 50-30, like, I knew they were that just so happy. 100-0 as well. Ninja. Ninja, yeah. Ninja was in. He was and they were shooting their John, try to fast forward it if you can, man. See if you, see if you, can, if you can show the Empire game in the background. That would be beautiful. Uh, if you can get there. Uh, but yeah, sorry, continue. That's my bad. Yeah, like they were like shooting our bodies, getting loud. Like, I don't know. I could just tell they were just having so much fun, and it was just bothering me that they were just having that much fun at my expense on so, <laughs> on the biggest stage like of all time. You know, was it? Yeah, was this the biggest stage you've ever been on? Like, was there like a massive audience in front of you? What's what's that like for you? Um, yeah, I mean that probably was at the time the biggest crowd I've played in front of, but uh, mainly just because it's like. World, you know, two point five million dollars. You know, I, d I didn't even address that. Now that I think about that, I was yeah. supposed to lead in by saying, "Dude, this is World's 2016 two point yeah. five million dollar tournament, unprecedented in console esports. Like we have never seen a prize pool. I don't even think even close to that, which is crazy. Like, like that that alone must have been kind of scary and exciting. Like, what what do you think in there? Like two point five so, million dollars. So, like the main thing was, so the winner of that our series, Renegades versus us. The loser walks away, the team walks away with $75,000. The winner walks away with at least $250,000. So that series is a huge series. Like I remember talking to my parents before I left to California. They were like, make sure you do not mess up and not at least get top four. Like get top four or win the tournament, but do not get top eight. Like you cannot get top eight. You need to get top four at least because that number difference is huge. So we knew going into that series, like yeah. we need to need to win this. Yeah. We have to, otherwise, our whole year was a, there was no point for us to get third, third, first, second. Like was, all those things didn't matter if we got top eight at Worlds. The, the split was crazy. It was like one million five hundred thousand, and then I think it was seventy five thousand. No, two fifty, two fifty, two fifty, two fifty, and then seventy five. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then you're out for the running. You get like way less. You yeah, get like, like a, even a tiny more fraction. Less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I, I got, John got back to me here. Sorry, guys. He says, uh, only the timestamps. No, I can't. Raw file gone. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but apparently we don't have the, the first two games uh, immediately accessible. What we do have is game three, Coliseum. This is where things kind of shake up. So uh, we'll, well I'll, I guess say, I'll, that's I'll kinda like, it. 
kind of good for you, isn't it? Those two first games just aren't available. Yeah, we, we don't need to see them. Yeah. Yeah. They were bad. Like, I mean, yeah, they, they were, were bad. bad. There's nothing to watch. Like, they were just yeah. destroying us, talking crap, uh-huh. kicking our bodies. Like, they were just doing whatever they wanted to us the first two maps. And then Coliseum, you're losing as well. You're down two flags, right? You get a sneaky yeah. one in the background onset, and Bravo didn't see it. They didn't. The I don't think the observer saw it. It came back in the in the background, and then you make this great play, and then it's all uh, voice. What's it? Uh, team speak for the rest of the event there. So let's play this moment in audio to the end of the Coliseum game. Hopefully, we can get all that. Uh, John, let's play it up. Using the thrust, and here we go, just like that. Allegiance has tied it up two to two. They answered back two flags, I believe, within about a minute and a half, if that. So incredible runs from Allegiance. We're all tied up here, just under four minutes left, and they answered back so fast. Makes you question Renegade's dominance here. Yeah, definitely. It shows that Allegiance have basically woken up in this series. Two back-to-back flags. Next flag wins, as we say. So Kratos is going to be moving over. The Rockets have popped, so he's going to be trying to do some work and help get control of those power weapons, but he's aware of a player trying to sneak into his, his base, and that is Victory X once again on the flank, challenges Kratos, great help from shots from Kratos to take wow. him down, and now another player on his radar, that's going to be Spartan, he's challenged by Spartan, and Spartan does take him down, but great damage dealt from Kratos there, as we hop over to Spartan himself, who's actually also died, and Stella has the rocket launch. Here we go, yeah, now now on board with Nated, let's get into an Allegiance listen in here in these last three minutes of the match, they just brought everything back, we'll see if they can get this third and potentially final cap. Right, he's absolutely, so he's absolutely there. Uh, watch our window, guys. Watch our window, guys. Look, I'm flanking, I'm flanking. Watch our Carlos. Watch what you do. I'm not behind you. I'm flanking. 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 i Stay alive here. Everyone stay alive. Play games. Buckets. Buckets. We're shutting out those buckets. He's our base problem. Red's behind them. Sniping. 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 Okay. 
All right. So, guys, incredible. Such an incredible series of plays. We're going to play it back up. I want to I want to play it in the background. We could talk about it again. But Kratos, man, the adrenaline from that experience, that final flag that you dropped in and then you just pop off and start screaming like, man, tell me about this. This is does this start the momentum? Do you know from here you can take this? Yeah. So before this map started, I was trying to get my team pumped up, but we were kind of we're kind of defeated at this point, you know? Right. Right, and, and, uh, down two flags at, and then they right? capped within like 30 seconds of the game starting yeah. and they capped again. So we we're like, you know, again, like seriously, like we're going to do this again. Then they go up 2-0 and then we just start playing desperate, but it started working. Like we started hitting their elbow nonstop and it started working and we, we capped two flags in a minute. Uh, I, we kept like one pretty sneaky one with like only like one person dead or something. And then. I threw out a flag. They killed me, but two of them went to recover it. And when they went to recover it, L-Town ran another one. And when I spawned, that flag was like in front of me. And I, I had like a free uh, double kill right in front of me. 2-2, two, two, I was like, all right, like this is us. Like we got this now. Like we can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, then it was still more like, even though we like in the, in the listening, you can hear that we were pretty hype after that. But things still weren't going like smooth for us like whatsoever. Like it was still... Uh -huh. They would get a kill, we would get a kill, they would get a kill, we would get a kill. Like, it was still, like, neck and neck. Yeah. And then I would just remember, like, they were not stopping us at their elbow. Like, Nated, if you just keep watching this, he's here the entire time. Like, he just keeps doing it, and it was just a matter of time till they messed up. And uh, we, get, we get, like, two kills or something, and then you hear all of us start, like, getting really, really loud. And that's, that's when we all knew we kind of won. Because they were they were starting to die, they were gonna have to start desperating. We had rockets. There was there was no chance at, you know, we we already knew we were gonna win. And then when we won, I was like, okay, we know like Nated and me are really momentum based, so us winning is really like us taking a map is really really important for our team. Right. Because <laughs> before that, it's like uh, I don't like barely not some people weren't even calling out. You know, I'm not gonna even wow. say names. It's belief, isn't it? Out. Yeah, you need that belief. Yeah. But like uh -huh. once we started winning, you know, like after after you see me jumping up, Nated's laughing and smiling, which is a great sign. Like you want to see Nated happy, like happy. Yes. When he's happy, he's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, Suspector had a crazy performance that game, so I'm like, okay, you just need to keep doing that every game. <laughs> we, we, I don't know. Like I just felt like, okay, like we can do this. We were backs against our wall. Like it wasn't like we just won, you know, three two with. Like one cap, one cap, one cap, one cap. It was like we're about to lose, and then we came back. So it's like that's such moment, like momentum. Uh, even time is a factor here as well. We got the final minute of the game too. I didn't even notice. Of course, uh, overtime is a possibility as well, though. But yeah, like you probably you wouldn't even notice it just because of all mm -hmm. the craziness that's going on. Uh, Onset, of course, you're casting it. Did you expect this comeback to, nope. to happen? Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, why? Why would you? Let's be fair. Right. Like, as yeah. I say, the first two games weren't close. They were two 0 down. First cap and within a minute. Like, it's you don't see a team being able to find that steel and that resolve to bounce back in that kind of way. And I think, uh, you know, if that game goes on another thirty seconds and you don't get a cap, then not. you're looking at the clock and you're going, oh, "We can't win this." Like, do you know what I mean? It's that starts to come in. Like, we see yeah. we don't have enough time to cap these flags. But the fact that not only you got one, you got the two in a minute. All of a sudden, you realize that you can beat these guys. You know, that sort of thing is like, we've, we've not just managed to do the thing we've been trying to do, which is cap that flag. We've done it twice, easily, consecutively. And from there, if you can keep that momentum flowing, especially as, as well, we always look at it from one side. If you look at it from the other side of what Renegades are thinking, 
They're one cap away from winning the series, moving on $250,000 in their pocket. Fantastic stuff. The doubt is the thing that cripples you. As soon as you lose a game like that, you immediately you think you're going to lose. Thinking, you're thinking of losing the series. You're not thinking of winning the series. You're thinking, don't choke. And it's yeah. such a huge thing, like mentally for a team to have to sit there and go, right, now we have to, you know, reset, start again. But you lose one more. And then, I mean, we that all know what happened. Yeah. But it's. It's such a crazy thing. When you're in those pressurized situations like World Championships, $2.5 million, every single thing like that, every single emotion changes the game. And like those two back-to-back -back caps are probably the most important back-to-back -back caps of your career, I'd imagine. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing. It's not just what it does to fuel your team. It's what it does to the opposition as well. Especially like, as well. Like we always yeah. talk about how, you know, you have these emotional players, the ones who get loud. Who want it's Kratos and Nated right there too. Like these two. Yeah, but I, I always feel on the opposite side of that. Like we see, you know, Spartan Ninja on that team. You know, Victory right. and Stella, right. very quiet guys, very level-headed guys. But those kind of players, when things start not going their way, right, the, it, it has the complete opposite effect. And I'm sure you've uh, had it as well. Like when things start start going your way, you get quiet. Like it's just a natural thing that happens, and you have to kind of speak to yourself, and your teammates need to get you going again. And it's like. You don't have time in a best of five series to do that. Like if it's yeah. a best of seven, you've got kind of a, maybe a little bit chance to have a little think and a reset. But in a best of five, you've got to be on it straight away. And if that doubt starts to come in, it, it's crippling. Yeah. So that all culminates into this intense plaza match to finish the series. We've got another timestamp. It, it's more of your uh, in-team audio so people can see what it's like. You guys are communicating with each other. Uh, let's play that up with audio. We'll come back. We'll talk about it in a bit. So uh, more hype, more intensity. Of course, you guys are going off on the comms there. Everything's getting tense down to the wire. I, I know we were laughing about that play with L-Town and the SMGs kind of <laughs> aiming it all over the place. Uh, let's play a little bit of, of it uh, in the background. Once again, we could talk about it. Kratos, get your perspective. You're down to the final game in the series. Everything's on the line. I'm sure some of you guys are a little nervous. Uh, how are you feeling? 
So we had a like, pretty comfortable lead. Like, yeah, look, it's a, we have like a 10 kill lead. It was pretty comfortable. Uh, you know, I think every, we're getting hype. We're getting loud. Like we're, we're in full control. And then they start coming back. Like, I don't know. They were coming back like really weirdly though. Like, I don't know like how they were doing it. It doesn't even make sense to me. Like how they brought it back so quickly. But they started bringing it back and we started doing some dumb deaths. Like that was a bad death. This is an awful death. Uh, we have another one. Uh, Nated goes bottom mid with the sniper. That's another one. I, mm-hmm. Sal and me died dumb right there. Like we're all just doing dumb things. And now like, look, the game's getting closer and closer. Yeah. Crazy uh, thing about this map as well was like, it was so unforgiving at this stage in Halo 5 as well. Like if you got a 10 kill lead on this, it was very rare you'd see a team turn it around because like you could uh-huh. hold with storm rifles with that sniper with like yeah it's radar crazy like auto aim on it as well like it felt like um yeah it was so difficult to come back in these games yeah yeah i told myself i told myself before this map started that i'm going to win this game or i'm gonna lose this game but i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna like play scared like i'm in a challenge battles i'm gonna do pushes that I would normally do, you know, I'm not going to play scared. Like, I'm going to try to win. If I'm going right. to if I'm gonna win, then good. And if I'm going to lose, we're going to lose because of me. Like, I'm okay with that. And I was I was playing really aggressive this game. I was challenging everything. Like, you have no pressure on you whatsoever, basically. Yeah, because I know, like, I know, I know how they're thinking. I know what they're thinking. Like, I know, like, Ninja, like, if you compare the two teams, you would say Ninja and Spartan are, like, their two momentum players. And then, right. like me and me and Nated are are two momentum players, and momentum momentum's on our side. And then, like I was winning battles that whole map, so I just kept on getting into them as much as I could, and I was getting hype. I I got ninja one time so bad <laughs> at the beginning of that. At the beginning of that, I got I wish I found so that bad. Yeah. I wish I wasn't on screen that map at all. Oh, okay, okay. But I was oof. I was one shot looking looking this way. He was garden ledge. He gets me one shot. I turn. And for some reason, I like instead of backing down, I challenge him, kill him. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, of course, you guys pop off so hard at the end. Uh, the last thing I wanted to grab was just a quick clip here of you guys celebrating. It was uh, a really big celebration. I'm sure that that brings you, uh, you know, over into the grand final finals pretty smoothly because you had a great series following that. But let's uh, let's check out this little moment here. And two kills left for Allegiance, and he fights for Bobby. 2-0 deficit there. That's the most explosive we've team. seen a team all weekend. This room is the loudest it's been all weekend. Allegiance has fought back and rallied back. Renegades is going home. Super, like, really quickly. That kind of upset me. Not, like, looking back at it, it, it came bothers too quick? Yeah, that bothers me a lot. Like, let us have our time, you know? Because yeah. they were like, by the time, like, we were like, yeah, yeah. And they were like, hugging us already. Like, mm. dude, like, give, like, you know, let us celebrate. But uh, <laughs> everyone is get off stage as quick as possible. Yeah, just, yeah, just let us have our moment, get off, right? Yeah, <laughs> I remember when we won that. When we won that, I was so happy because in my mind, no disrespect to the teams we could have played afterwards, which would would have been Elevate or uh, Epsilon. I think, I think yeah. those two. Yeah, Elevate after. <laughs> We knew we were going to beat those two teams no matter what. So to me, in my mind, I just 
popped off in a game five to get my team into the finals. Like, like even though it was just to get into the semifinals, like in my mind, before I went into that match, I already knew like this is the series we want to win, and then we're gonna play CLG in the finals. Damn. So when we won that, I, as you saw, I lost my. I don't even know what I, I blacked out right there. I, I, I tackled Brett. It wasn't even a hug. Like you were, uh, yeah, you yeah. And then and then for some reason I ran to my left. Even though my teammates were all to my right, I ran to my left to. I don't even know what was over there. I just ran over there for some reason. And then I turned back around. And then I was like, I don't know. I was just so happy. And then and then when I was walking back, I like go to the crowd. I was like, what? Like what? Because I remember I saw people leaving after game two. I remember seeing that and it bothered me. I hate when people when people do that during series or at concerts or something, like right. before like the, the last guy's done and people are leaving, that bothers me. And I remember people leaving after I just got 100 zeroed and staked. I remember people getting up and leaving. I was like, dude, really? Like, y'all going to leave during my match like that? <laughs> and I remember I was just like, let's go. Like, what? <laughs> that kind of stuff fuels you, I'm sure. Um, so what I did try to do is I, I went back in time to 2016 to try to grab some of the tweets in response to that moment. And uh Apparently, this moment brought some tears to your eyes. Uh, let's let's play that tweet that you uh, that you made. Here it is. I literally cried after that series. This is my life, man. Tell me about this. What what was Halo to you at the time? I guess the short short answer is it was your life. Tell me about that. I'm like getting teary eyed even thinking about that, bro. So like after after that series, I grabbed my bag, and like all my team were like together, and we were like going to because we had like a pretty big uh, like our girlfriends and our friends all came out. So they all went to them, but like I was like so emotional. I was like, I'll be right back. So I went to the back. There was like um there's there was like a water fountain and like a bathroom in like the back area kind of like but no yeah. one was there. There was just two security guards and I had nowhere else to go. So I was like, okay, this is like it. I got underneath the water fountain and I just started crying. I started crying and then Damn. Garrett Lifestyle called me. And he's like, he's like, dude, I'm so proud of you. I felt like I was with you. And then he said those words, and then I just started crying like crazy. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like what? Like, are you kidding me, man? Because like at at the time, it's just like, yeah, I I was playing. I know all all his Halo pros play a lot, but like I was from the disgustingly, bro. Like from the moment I wake <laughs> up to the moment I fall asleep, my girlfriend would come over. Like, make sure I had food. Like, she was like, I'm telling you guys, it was disgusting. My grind, my grind at, for Halo Five was disgusting. Damn. And and I remember like, and I remember like not having any money either because I wasn't working or anything. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. You know, I would go to McDonald's and get a burger, but I couldn't get a soda with the burger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, you know, I could only do so much, or or I didn't have a social. I didn't see my friends for two years. I'm not even exaggerating. I miss birthdays. I miss, I didn't see no movies. I didn't watch TV shows. Like, yeah. like Halo was moment. I, it was all like everything. It was my everything. And Do you want that back? That's the the deep question. Infinite comes back. Do you are you ready for that type of grind again? Would you do that again? Yes, I'm. Re I'm so much from being in Call of Duty, yeah. man. I've learned so much stuff about gaming that that I can apply to Halo. I can't wait. You got you to give your soul to it nowadays. It's crazy. Just just thinking of the competition and how young some of these guys are, the time that they put in, you literally have to be, it has to be your everything. So yeah. mad respect, man. But it sounds like the quality of life was a little poor uh, during the time that you were grinding, but I respect it. Dude, for real, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on set, you, uh, you tweeted out there too. You had, you guys had a little bro moment, which was nice to see. Uh, get on set's tweet. Let's, let's throw, do you, do you remember? Let's see if you remember. I don't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah, like <laughs> what happened in 2016. 
We, we had a, I know, John, I'm mixing up the order because I know that Spartan replied. Spartan was like, this is an amazing series. You can show that tweet if you got that one. And then the one following, I, I had the onset one. We'll show tweets and then we'll react to them. Hopefully you got them. I, I got you here in the background just in case there's an issue. There we go. Here's onset. Need to give a shout out to Kratos. He specifically uh, shouted him out. Guy had an insane event amongst the native hub. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, the focus from fans and people like that was on Naded um, because he's obviously a big fan favorite and mm. a lot of people at that point still wanted him you know, to win his first event and there was all that kind of hype. But you know, remember, there's four people on the team. And yeah. I think that everyone's talking about Naded. I think it was just right to give Kratos a shout out in that series, especially after, like we say, you were a polarizing character back then. But when you were playing Halo, you were one of the best. And I think that had to be recognized by someone, and I, if mm -hmm. that someone was me there, um, and I just think if you're playing well, you should be recognized. And you know, you had an insane series, an insane event, and uh, deserved it. Word. Yeah, I well, felt so. like uh, I felt like a lot of the hype was definitely behind Brett for good reason, you know. But you got the MVP that that event as well. So I, I should have got the MVP. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like not even no, none of your or... team should have got MVP in that. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the winner of the event should get MVP. Like, I always think you won the event. Yeah. How I look at it, I how I look at it sure. is how could you give an MVP to anyone on CLG when they're all just as good as each other and they're all playing they're that all good? All yeah, they're all you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like they're all let the them, most valuable. Let them decide. Just like, give they're the all team. the most valuable, you know, like for like I don't know. I felt like I popped off when I had a pop off that makes me most valuable. Like I didn't think I was the best player on my team. Like Suspector was for sure the best player on our team. And he was playing like it as well. Yeah. Like he did it like the whole season it was like Suspector's you know, he got picked up by EG afterwards, you know, like he was the top guy and then everyone was expecting Brett to do really good. Um, but yeah, not a lot of people gave me credit. I remember when he said that, I was just like, yeah, thank you. Like, thank you. Someone <laughs> on, top of, like, on top of no one even saying it. Ever. Yeah, no one says anything ever. But on top of that, I'm not they don't even put me on the screen a lot. So I'm not on the screen showing because I was putting up numbers, but I was never on the screen. And then. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're talked about. Onset said it as well. You're you're a polarizing guy, and that's that's the thing. Is like I I find that that you serve a, a particular like it's entertainment. You know what I mean? To have somebody like you in Halo, so I it's gonna be cool if you come back for Halo Infinite because I I like the dynamic when just kind of having you in the mix there. We don't have very many rivalries. We don't have uh, Moses said this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Halo needs a bad guy, a villain. Not not that you're like a villain, but I thought I of am, you. I am. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think if you Halo ask Carlos, he would be the first person to say, I'm happy yeah. to be the villain. Like, Because that's what yeah. motivates you, right? When yeah, people like, tell I, you you can't do something. When someone, yeah, like when I hear the crowd going crazy, I, I'm okay with it being that them going crazy against me. Cause like I still hear it, and that's still like dope. Like I'm, my energy is giving other people energy, even if it's negative towards me. It's still like energy, you know. And I'm gonna use that. Like I don't know. I they always people just don't get me, man. People just don't get me. Yo. Would you if like say when Infinite comes around, would you do things a little bit differently to what you did back in Halo Five, or would you just continue the same? I know it's like a crazy question. Is there anything you kind of look back on and think I could have done that a bit differently? Um, other than a couple of team decisions, uh, probably not. A lot of people think like I was being too much or too extra, but in my like from my point of view, I'm not being too much or too extra. From my point of view, I'm just 
competing. Like from my point of view, I'm not saying or doing anything that I don't truly believe. Like just because someone doesn't want to hear something doesn't mean like that's not what I feel. Like at the beginning of Halo Five, everyone started. The reason people started hating me is because I was like, Ogre Two is not good at Halo Five. Yeah. What? But that's offensive to the whole community. But what? It, what happened? They dropped him and he retired because I'm just like I'm just. People ask me questions and I'm going to answer them because I'm not like talking about his character i'm not t- saying he's like a bad i don't even know, i don't know anyone i don't even know anyone on yeah. that level so i can't say anything about anything bad about someone on that level but or like ninja ninja got mad at me one time in an interview and i was like ninja should stick to streaming i said that in an interview and i got a bunch of backlash for it and i'm like and guess what happened <laughs> like <laughs> you're, the prophet. you're the prophecy yeah the prophecy <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I get where you're coming from. I, I feel like like that type of personality, like the villain aspect, it works really well in, like, for example, the FGC community. Like, Leffen, I think is, I'm, I'm a Smash fan. I think of Leffen and FGC. They have the, the five gods of, of Melee, which is, I'm derailing this conversation. But Leffen comes in, and he's like, these five gods, they're nothing. I'm going to be the main god. I'm going to take them all down. And he does it. He takes them all out. At one point, he was, like, the best, which works because he's a solo player, you know? he's It's a 1v1 type of game. Halo is a is a team game. That's the thing is like no matter what kind of ideals or what you want to accomplish, no matter what that is, you still have to work with three other people. You have to make three other people like you. You know what I mean? That's mm. that's where the struggle comes in. It's because I, I recognize and, and I can appreciate where you're coming from as far as your drive to want to succeed. But if you're making enemies in the process, it's going to be very hard to find that one team that's really going to stick and going to work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it makes it harder to find a team for sure. But I also don't want to like, I don't want to be successful with people I don't like. And if someone doesn't like me for how I compete, then I don't want to like compete with you. Cause sure. like anyone should know, like they should know what I mean by that. Like my best friend in the world, like not outside a game and inside a game is suspector. And I've said things to him that like, you know, like a normal person wouldn't forgive me for, you know, but like he knows, he knows at the end of the day, like I, I'm a completely different person than when I yeah. put this headset on, you know? Yeah. Well, that's fair, man. I, I say, you know, stick to your guns. And uh, and I think Halo, the the audience, myself, the fans, everybody, we benefit from that anyway. <laughs> it's an it's an entertaining discourse, you know, to, to Let's see. Let's look uh, at some of the best series that we've ever had, and they've all been based around a rivalry, right? Yeah, There's been exactly, le- exactly. Lethal Snipe Down. We're still talking about it now, you know, even though, <laughs> yeah. you know. Even well, though there's I'm, no rivalry there anymore. Exactly. We're, we're still milking. talking about that. Yeah. Like, when, when Carlos yeah. left the scene and, you know, there was definitely kind of this nicey nicey feeling in it and i think you do need a little bit of that spike in a competitive scene you yeah. do need that because the at the end of the day there's a there's a hell of a lot of money on the line and i always think like if i'm sat across from someone and it's a game show and it's that game show where it's like you can split the money or you can take it like there's that human nature to like want to take it like and i think you need that kind of like bring that edge back where you you know you need that competitiveness to be put back into it and that little bit of edge to make the series a little bit more interesting make people want to watch be an entertainer mm-hmm. i like it love it yeah like what you're saying it's just like when i'm sitting in front of someone it's either you're gonna win or i'm gonna win and it and there's a bit like there's winning changes your life so like as much as i hope everyone that has to do with anything like people who make uh halo people who commentate all the competitors like i hope everyone's successful but i don't not at my expense you know like like i I'm nice, but I'm not that nice. Like I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to take what's mine. Not gonna bend over for no one. Yeah. <laughs> All 
All right, man. I respect it. I respect it. Like I said, it's. I think it's good for Halo for uh, for us uh, as you know, getting to watch from the sidelines. It's all, all fun stuff. Um, so we're we're kind of running out of time here. We've been we've been talking quite a lot here. We've we've gone through the X Games. We've gone through Worlds. Of course, following that, we had the Pro League. Uh, a couple of Pro Leagues. We had the Summer. We had the uh, the Fall Pro League. You had to make a bit of a team change. You split off from Allegiance pretty quickly after. What were your thoughts on that? Was that, uh, you know, is that something you wanted uh, to do? Why did you just kind of split off? So, so you had such a great performance. You still got second place, right? Tuesday before Worlds, me and Nate had gotten into a really big fight. Like, really big. Like, things you shouldn't say to a teammate. Like, really bad. Like, we were get, we were coming at each other. And we were basically going into Worlds like, screw this. Like, oh, let's. Let's get this tournament over with. That's that was our mentality going into Worlds. It was pretty bad mentality, you know. Uh, so as soon as soon as Worlds was over, I wasn't even home yet, and I was already trying to form a team. So I left pretty fast. I um, I was hoping the team was Suspector still, but he got picked up by EG. Right. And then I wanted to team with uh, Boo Boo, and I wanted to team with Shooter, which was pretty hard to do because he just got top sixteen. He didn't even make Worlds. Uh, and no one thought of him as that good, but he was like one of my best uh, best buds at the time. So I was like, right. all right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I've always just teamed with my friends. So I'm gonna team with my friends. And then Huke. Yeah, you chose Huke, well, by the yeah. way. You, you, like in Igma Six, you formed like a, an amazing squad. You guys, like, did you did you think it was gonna be the the squad that it became? Like, did you know? Of course, you must have known how talented Huke was. I guess. Um, I honestly didn't have that much. I'm not gonna say faith in him, but I was I wasn't expecting to to have the leap he had when, while he yeah. was on our team. Right when he first joined, he was like pretty good, uh-huh. but when he was on like two months into teaming, he was the best player in the game. Yeah, it was so I was, like, His rise was crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I was crazy. not expecting that, and that's what happens yeah. when you team with friends, man, because you can actually take the time, like talk to them. They're really good friends, and they could. I wonder. I wonder what it's like to be them on their team because they could probably break things down so easily. And I've never had a team like that. I've always had teammates that like don't practice or something like that. Mm. But with that team, all of us were on the same page. Like, Hey, like we need to win. We want to win. You know, Hugh really is hungry. Boo boo for all the reasons in the world. He's super hungry shooter. No one, you know, no one even talked about shooter. And then with me, like I, like I always have like something to prove. So we all took it very, very serious. There's a there's a tweet related to that as well. I've been grabbing a bunch of tweets, but uh, John, if you're able to to find it, it's that that one where he talks about uh, you know how he doesn't respect uh, people who don't want to win. Basically, it was uh, if you can find it, you can bring it up. Um, there it is. I don't respect a lot of players in the game because they honestly don't care to win as a competitor. That should be your only goal. So you're saying when it came to Enigma Six, you met three other people who shared that same mindset, right? Yeah, like, um, so, like, another thing that people say about me is, like, that I'm cocky, right? Mm. And it's, like, I'm not cocky, because if I wasn't cocky, I wouldn't grind 12 hours a day. I wouldn't sit there and watch, three like, three-hour scrims over from every single person's point of view of the other team, you know? Like, I respect my opponents, and I see these other players just not caring. I see these other players taking what we had for granted. Like, you know, we had... HCS, we had all this money, we had the pro league, like we had all this stuff, and like I could see, like even though I'm not close to them, I could see that these guys aren't really caring the way I care, mm. and I don't know, like 
you should put your all into something, man. Doesn't yeah. matter what you do. I you get that hundred percent. Like yeah, when I used like, to play on sports teams, like you play with eleven players, and it would like my. This is one of the reasons my dad became a professional golfer is because he used to play team sports, okay. and he would get so frustrated with people letting him down. So he took up a solo sport because he right. just couldn't handle the fact that someone wouldn't put in the same amount of work that he would to be as good as he could be. Right. So like I was exactly the same when I used to play team sports, and I used to be really bad. Like I would put my all into it. I would train hard. I would work super hard. And if someone turned up at the weekend with like a hangover or something for a game, I would go at them and I couldn't help it because I'm like, why am I busting my ass for you yeah. to then turn up and make my weekend bad because we're going to lose because of your performance? Like, that's not fair. And that's yeah. like, I completely get that mentality, like 100%. And I think if you're playing at the top level, that always should be your mentality. Like, what is the point of turning up if you're not going to try and win? It might be a year's road. It might be a two year road, but you're... Your end goal should always be to win. Yeah. Otherwise, I try don't... to do. Yeah. yeah try exactly. to play your best. Always try to play your best. And before Worlds, we practiced two times as a team. With it, and we had five weeks between regionals and Worlds. And we mm -hmm. practiced two times as a team. Like, and and I'm on. I'm on from the moment I wake up to sleep every single day. And we're practicing two times as a team. Yeah. Like I was, you know, I wasn't happy. Like. Yeah. Like my my teammates knew I wasn't happy. The org owner knew I wasn't happy. Like I was out of there right away. Yeah, yeah. So you split off. You form Enigma Six. Enigma Six has some unbelievable performances. You guys at one point you're playing uh, online in the online pro league. You defeat CLG. You're the first team to beat CLG since X Games. And of course, going on to the pro league finals. Unfortunately, you weren't able to maintain that. But just some some incredible waves that you kind of made. Your first this first year. Of, of 2016 was I, I undoubtedly I think the best year that you've had in Halo so far in your career. Uh, so just looking back on 2016 and just to kind of wrap it up, what'd you guys think of, of that experience and onset for you as well? Like this was huge for your career as a caster. Uh, tell me a bit about yeah. just kind of, yeah, what'd you, what'd you think about that year? Halo. I mean, 2016 was the year that changed my life outside of, <clears throat> you know, just Halo. It was the year that I was able to, you know, through various circumstances, ended up working full time in esports. Uh, the first time that I got the opportunity to do something I never thought I'd be able to do as a European commentator. Um, yeah. You know, we had a lot of talented people involved. You know, Wonderboy Sims were kind of holding it down. So to be given that opportunity and kind of grow from there was, uh, to this day, like I'm still so incredibly grateful for the position I'm in. And like I worked for, you know, years and years and years doing a job I hated. So yeah. every single day that I'm doing this, I absolutely love it. And the halo that we had and the hype in 2016 around worlds and yeah. everything like that. I think the thing that kind of sticks with me is watching Kratos. Then you probably couldn't see it, everyone watching at home right now. But when we were rewatching those moments there, like you will never f lose those memories and those mm -hmm. moments. Like they will stay with you forever. X games, world championships, wins. And 2016, I think for a lot of people really made their lives like it changed lives like yeah, yeah you know it was insane even look at look at clg those players there like that's when they became the dominant squad that they before are 2016 yeah. how much money was snake bite earning how much money was lethal <laughs> one you know right. serious question yeah, like, serious true. question and yeah. they win 2.5 million dollars and they become one of the most dominant teams in console Over. history you know it's it's insane to think that 2016 really was a year and halo 5 and everything that went with it that changed lives both for players, talent, everyone surrounding the game. It was probably one of the most important years, especially if you keep in consideration what had happened before that with Halo 4 and 
everything surrounding that. You know, it was the year that changed everything and really did put Halo back on the map. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it was, uh, so like, as I, I don't know, I can't really speak for everyone else, but I feel like as a competitor that takes things really serious, you always have some self doubt in you, you know, like you always have, right. I'm, right. I'm good, but am I that good? You know, you kind of have that in the back of your head always. And that's what pushes you to like work hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been saying I'm one of the best players in the world since Halo Reach. And I've never, like I said, I don't talk to nobody. So I'm never on teams. I don't, I don't socialize with anybody. So I never had opportunities. Even when I was one of the best in the world, I still didn't even get opportunities. So like during Halo 5, like that beginning part, it like really, I'm like, it hit me that I'm like, okay, like I'm not. I'm not delusional. Like I'm actually this good. Like I know. Like I proved to myself a lot that season. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing, right? Just proving that you are capable of that success, right? So that going onwards in the future, you can have even more confidence. You know that you can get it back. You can be back on that pedestal. So, awesome year for both of you guys, and exciting for me as a viewer. Uh, that's kind of the year that I say I really became passionate uh, about Halo Five because I, I was in and out. Of Halo, but but that kind of really grabbed me, and it, I you know I, I wanted to start breaking it down. And I started the YouTube channel, so uh, so yeah, amazing year. Um, so just to kind of close things out, let's look forward for a second because today Halo's in kind of a weird place. Halo's uh, I call it the incubatory phase here. Um, but kind of going forward into the future, what what would you guys like to see kind of with Infinite, uh, especially like w- with a couple of things here? For example, uh, John, if you're able to grab the tweet. Um, Kratos at one point was talking about Pro League, um, or it, we don't even actually have to grab it, but if you have it, you can put it up, but basically saying, oh, something like this. Uh, yeah, as much as people explain to me, uh, I will never get why people are excited for a Pro League. I'd rather have events every month. So, I mean, kind of going, going onwards into uh, Halo Infinite, what did you think about the Pro League? Uh, was that kind of a problem in a way? Like, should they change that in some way in the future with Infinite to kind of maintain, you know, uh, audience, have more people competing regularly? Yeah, they need to do it. So I didn't really like it or agree with what our pro league was when we had it at the time. It was kind of exclusive, right? It, yeah, it was kind of exclusive. It, a lot of the rules didn't make sense, like mm-hmm. as for qualifying. Like there was a lot of things not in place. And then on top of that, it was online. Mm-hmm. Um, but Call of Duty this past season did a, or I think the past two seasons, for sure the past season though, um, they did the pro league on LAN. So wow. they flew out all the teams, and then they played their matches all right there. And that I feel like that's how you have to do it. Definitely with the game. I mean, Call of Duty is the same thing. Online and LAN are completely different, especially between Europe and and US. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need it. We need to have it on LAN if we're going to do it. Otherwise, it's where you know anything can happen. And then how the structure was for us, at least at the time, anything can happen. You're not even showing up to the tournament because you 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 didn't qualify to mm-hmm. even show up to the tournament. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the Pro League needs if there is gonna be a Pro League, I am not a fan of online competition. I never will be, unless right. it's literally for a, almost like a showcase of a game, because it's not a true representation of fair competition. Um I think if they want to do a Pro League, it has to be LAN based. Um but the main thing for me is to look at what makes Halo successful, what the Halo community like, and that is consistent open events. Yeah. One thing to highlight as well at the start of 2016, which is a slight negative, but I think it's important to talk about these things so that these mistakes aren't made again, hopefully, is the fact that up until Worlds um, and the qualifiers, and I think a year afterwards, 
there was not an open event for Halo. Wow. So if you were like competing and you were trying to play against mm-hmm. the top teams, yeah, or, how do you get there? Yeah, there wasn't anything. There was yeah. literally no roadmap at no, all for people to compete. So I think what makes Halo Halo is open events for teams to turn up and and compete. And if you can work that around, if you want a pro league, it has to be a live event. But I think the core of Halo always is and always will be those big open events. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where, you know, the community thrives. I agree. I, I'm even wondering, like, we had this massive $2.5 million tournament, which is crazy. It's amazing. You know, it's exciting. But what could they have technically, like, portioned off a little bit of that prize pool and put it towards, you know, having these land pro leagues or something so that we have more stuff going on i of course you guys want to make as much money as possible but if you split the prize pool a bit you have a couple big events you can't it's, uh, it's a it's a know? it's a give and take isn't it because if, yeah. if you have if you don't have that huge 2.5 million competition does do you it draws many people exactly. Yeah, exactly so it's like yeah. it's one of those things but yeah, as i say it, everything that goes on in a program is a learning experience and you just uh-huh. hope that you know the people at hcs i'm sure they you know i'm sure they've learned some lessons over the halo 5 lifespan and i'm sure that they're going to do everything that they can to make sure the environment to compete is the best one they can. Yeah, I, I think the grassroots initiative that they're kind of putting together is a good precedent to all of that as well. You know, kind of having these these like more open events, smaller prize pools, uh, and also more diversity in content. And this is one one thing I wanted to harken back to. Onset, I thought you did an amazing job at London with Gfinity. Uh, there are a couple little clips, John. If you're able to play them up in the background, the Hot Wings. I got the one with Lottie and the the interview with you did with uh, with Stellar and Eco. That type of content, I think, is yeah. great for Halo Two. I, I think you really started something here that I hope <laughs> continues. Uh, tell me about like kind of a vision for this going forward with Halo Infinite. I think this is how you have you know a, a real community with fans and personalities, right? Um, so my job at Gfinity is content creation. Uh, okay. A lot of the time when I'm not on camera. Um, so a lot of this, and Lottie was helping with this particular show, was to, to write this content. This yeah. I did not write. This was my boss's idea. You can okay. see by my face, I think this is a terrible idea <laughs> because I hate hot food. Yeah. And I just did not want to do this one. But anyway, I think in any esport, how you keep people coming back, how you keep people engaging with players is telling their story. And giving them the platform to talk outside of the game so that they get excited about what they do inside of the game. I think the biggest thing for me coming into this event was to sit down with Splice and hear from Splice Mm -hmm. about everything that's been said about them, everything the negative said about how they don't care, they don't practice and all this stuff. And I think it was one of those pieces of content that I didn't expect to be as good as it was Mm -hmm. just because of the Essentially, after that interview, I think a lot of people look very, very differently at Splice and Stellar and Eco, especially. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, there's a reason that they do this. It's not because they're lazy. It's because they they have, you know, their, their thought process. This is what they want to do. They want to do this. They want to do that. They want to do this. Right. And it made people connect with that team. And it was yeah. so important to do that. And I think, I think there's a realization in esports in general now that this is vital to, you know, if you look at, any sports team in the world you know your favorite players you want to speak to them you want to you want to know them you want to meet them you have to create that superstar element to these top players to make it a more appealing show to watch and for people to have some emotional investment in yeah yeah and like like you were referencing the stellar uh eco interview john if you can quickly show that right there these guys are are so hard to lock down for five minutes so just i even had to having... chase them i literally yeah. had to chase <laughs> right, them. So right. I, we'd agreed to do it beforehand and i'd spoken to them and it was actually interesting because they did a little uh, interview a skype interview with eco beforehand and he uh-huh. said because i just thought they didn't want to do anything right 
Right. I spoke to Eka and he was like, I actually really want to do this. I just don't know how to do it. Like he was so nervous about what it was going to look like, how it was going to sound and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I need to give a massive shout out to Paddy Halliday, one of the, my very good friends and editors for what the sick job he did on this piece as well. Like the intros and stuff were amazing. Um, but they, they had agreed to do it. And I was DMing them and I was like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And like, couldn't get a response. And Stella was like, oh, I've lost my phone. You know, that's some crappy excuse, which is like, <laughs> So I literally saw Stella and Eco walking out of the shopping center by the arena. And I, I literally ran and I went, you two now, like grabbed them. And then we went and did it. And it was, I think they were both, once we got into the flow of things and stuff, we're, we're super happy to talk. And it was their platform to talk and answer back. And having them both there, I think, made them feel a little bit more comfortable with the situation as well. Not just being sat down on your own, you know, 1v1 with someone. Like, yes. it, was a, it was my favorite piece of content that I think I've been involved with uh from what i've done anyway i think it was yeah. a very very good yeah, show this looks this looks clean yeah this looks dope yeah it, it was just really great work I, especially with splice who they're, they're a team a few words you know it's hard to get through to them if you can make them feel comfortable and just get inside their head a little bit get them to you know be you know talk about what it is that they do it's and, and also do asking it. them the hard questions like exactly, why don't yeah. why don't you practice like why don't mm -hmm. you scrim like you can't be afraid to do that because people want those answers people right. you know want to know it's like if I was in, in, interviewing Kratos, for example, people don't want to know what Kratos do, uh, eats for dinner. Like, do you know what I mean? People want to, <laughs> you know, they might do yeah. if they're weird, but like people want to know what motivates you. Why do you get frustrated? Why do you get so loud? Why right. do you know what that right. kind of stuff? They want to know about you and what makes you a character. And I think yeah. that's quite difficult. You need to kind of have an understanding of a character to create a good content piece. Yeah. And so, also they need to be completely on board of it and like, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. So, the, the the few people I know. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Sounds cute though. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let him get back to it. In the meantime, though, I do have to jump. We have some questions as well from the chat that we're going to get to quickly. But also, just some great ideas for the future of Halo Infinite it was really what I really wanted to get going. So uh, you know, we can kind of get get that started. And it, conveniently, the question uh, that we have from our chat here. Uh, for both of you guys, says, uh, what kind of tournament circuit would you like to see uh, when Infinite comes out? Uh, Kratos, so the question we just had, what kind of tournament circuit would you like to see when Infinite comes out? This is from the chat. Um, it's definitely, I don't have a problem with how Halo 5 started, because we, like, we need to do stuff online, obviously, because so it gives everyone a chance to, you know, get their feet wet. Uh, but I would say we have to have an open tournament instead of something you qualify for. Mm. Like maybe 100%. we can qualify. We, we can qualify to like start in the top sixteen, maybe. But you know, I when I think of like these tournaments, one of the last tournaments I went to, uh, last Hill Five events I went to, I went with an AM team. We beat three pro teams at a pro league qualifier, and we didn't ha we didn't earn a spot in the pro league after beating three pro league teams on land. Wow. In a row, and so like you know that that's am teams need to have the opportunity to yes because anything can happen, mm -hmm. and you want you want that you want you want that random team in that pro league you know because then that random team could build a storyline or exactly. one of those players could be the next Shotzi you don't know like we don't yeah you don't know like that random team that got in maybe they got carried by this one new kid you yeah. know and that new kid that's the beginning of his story and we get to actually watch that beginning part. But if we don't get to see that guy for what 
X Games, Regionals, Worlds, Qualifiers. So imagine if that kid didn't do good in that first tournament. We don't see him for five live events. <laughs> yeah. Think about that, you know? So that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we definitely yeah. need to have a land tournament earlier into the game. I'd say you yeah. agree. I think you need to have a huge kickoff tournament. Um, I'd like to see the return of, return of the Halo World Championships. I think that's a really good initiative, not only for players to be involved with and to build throughout a season, but also, I, obviously, being from Europe, I think it is important to build other regions. Absolutely. Um, obviously, there's still going to be those powerhouses in North America, and they should be you know, rewarded as such. But one thing I did enjoy about Halo 5 is how it was inclusive to other regions and gave them the opportunity to compete. I think yeah. one huge step as well was HCS London, where we had the North American teams over for the first time. Right. My dream is to have a huge open event where we have, you know, somewhere else in the world, wherever it's in Europe or, you know, wherever it might be, I'll where we have, yeah, Australia would be nice, Hawaii, you know, somewhere like that, but um, where everyone's invited. And there's this huge event, this huge moment, and it's a way, you know, it's something different. It's something that gets another region excited about a game. Just transcends the U.S. because we're all U.S.-based, exactly. it seems. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, if you ask a lot of players as well, a lot of them before London were like, oh, I don't want to go to London. Ask them now if they wanted to go to London. I think it was a lot of them their favorite event that they've yeah. been to. So, uh, yeah, it, I think a big statement first open event is important. Um, and I think just a healthy, consistent season of open events that you can create content, you can create storylines, and you can follow players and teams through. And also a transfer period. I want that. Well said. Seriously, I want a transfer window, like in football. Like transfer... You have to stay with a team, and then you have a week's period. And uh -huh. like you, imagine the content you create about that. Right, That'd be right. amazing. Roster mania type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but like properly, not just like, oh, this team just being happening. made now or we're behind the cameras. It's yeah, like it right, yeah. you have to submit this shit live. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like, that's, a, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. I don't like how encourage people the teams can... stay together longer as well. There's so much shady stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like it's it's annoying hearing, you know, one of the teams I'm competing against is DMing my teammate before even <laughs> before a tournament, you know, like before yeah, the yeah. tournament even happened yet, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, not like that should be against the rules and there should be like a window that communication can start, you know, a week before that window or something. Yeah. But, I think how sick it would be as well. Like for that transfer window, right. You have a live show an hour. Yeah. This is me like, right. Going into my it's weird like trading shots yeah. or whatever. And like, it's like, right. Kratos is on now. He's about to, so we're going to see where Kratos goes. Bang! He goes into Allegiance. It's like, oh, like who's going to go like that? Do you know what I mean? That'd be such a sick show. Like, yeah. and then you get players on talking about their new teams. Like, create stars, create content. I, I think like it's, that'd be cool. Like it's, it's a level of no, I 100% I agree. It's just a level of professionalism that we need as a, as an esport, and it, this this benefits the players. It ensures that they play longer. It ensures that people have better relationships. Yeah, exactly. Don't have it another esport. Like, let's right. create something new. Let's do something innovative. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, great ideas, guys. Uh, another question we have here is uh, Kratos. You said uh, you talked about how you needed to place top four in worlds because of the prize pool payouts. Do you want to see prize pools be distributed more closely between T eight to T sixteen, or have the majority to be paid out to uh, T two to four, team two to four? Um. It's hard to say because it all honestly depends on how big the prize pool is, you know? Because it's, it's, I also, before the prize pools were that big, 
I didn't like how top 16 players would get paid when people who are the best in the world, you know, top four teams, like if, if you're on a top four team, like you should be, that should, it's your job. Right. Mm-hmm. But like at, there was a time where getting top four, you're making nothing as well. So it yeah. all honestly all depends with that. You know, it'd be great for top, I would say top eight with how like big halo is. I would say like top eight is making like a pretty good amount of money at tournaments. Yeah. That's how I look at it because we're not uh, yeah. we're not making money really outside of it, so we need the tournaments for that. Right. I think what'd be interesting for me is to there needs to be something to aspire to, right? There needs to be that cutoff, and I think it's important to have that. I don't right. think you should be rewarded for being the sixteenth best in the world for something. <laughs> you know, I don't, right. I don't think you should. I think yeah. it's some people who would disagree with me who have been grinding all this time, but I don't think you should. Right. I think. If you get into top 12 or something, you might be able to get a travel stipend or something like that. I think that would help. You can get to the next event, but you're still not, you know, you've you've done well enough to get to the next event and have your entry paid, travel, whatever. But right. you don't deserve to get a payout for not being particularly good at something. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm, those a, positions if, elite, if I'm a crap accountant, yeah. I'm not going to get a job. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. Why, I shouldn't just get one because I have a qualification or because I do something. Yeah. I think you should be made to work for something that makes people work that much harder yeah. to get to that brass ring. And then that raises the standard for everyone. I, yeah, I agree. I think what's more important is having more opportunities to do so, right? For yeah, Especially for these new so. guys, having these open tournaments, more events where they can get these good placings and they can get in the money rather than extending the amount of money that you give to, you know, eight through 16 or whatever. Yeah, that gets expensive and stuff. And that's where I think like, yeah. Know, yeah. format can help like help people yeah. travel help help people do that but i don't think you should be i think i think well i think content would could do what like money isn't doing like i feel like if i go to a tournament play lights out but i get top 16 you know i had close series content. with good teams or something yeah. but if, but if you know then that event is completely to waste if there's no content on that then my tournament i made no money i made no no, no new connections no one knew no one knew i did anything good but if after the tournament there is, you know, full stats of that series or yeah. a highlight of that series or you know something like that where it's like oh place to okay, watch this, next event yeah, that's yeah exactly thing, yeah. yes exactly but if I just go and there's nothing then I, okay I just wasted I just wasted my time on that you know yeah so I guess another big part of it is the content they generate around these teams and the the playoffs and the the, high, the highlight reels things like that uh, to get people excited or feel like they they've earned something for the the position that they've they placed in it's not just or this unknown 15th place team or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ultimately, guys, great ideas. Uh, of course, we're both very, we're all very excited for Halo Infinite. That's the next big bastion, and, and hopefully it pays off in the way that we we really think uh, Halo deserves, right? It's It's, it's been long enough. It's the best now. game, dude. I am Halo's not biased. amazing, dude. It is I, the I best. I can't get away from game. it. I'm trying to play other stuff, and it's just not the same, and I'm, I'm torn. I'm, I, I think we're all... We can all agree it's this like this fluctuating depression to I'm okay to I'm Dude, depressed. To, I just it's want terrible. Everybody's a new game to learn <laughs> and commentate. It's rough. Like, man. I love Halo Three. I love the Halo franchise, but commentating over a game that you've been watching for twelve years, like it gets to a point where it's like I'm saying the same things. Like I've been saying for like people want to hear new stuff. People want to see new action. They've seen these plays a hundred times. I, I just can it be twenty twenty? Like yeah. good time yet. Yeah. I think I think we're being uh, hosted by HCS main channel as well. So maybe they'll hear our pleas or or something. But of course, us us in the army, we all want the, uh, you know, the next Halo Infinite. Um, 
But thank you guys so much for joining me. Really great discussion. Uh, right before we close, uh, goals. Quick, quick little thing. Uh, next big goal for you, Kratos. What would you say it is going forward? Um, my next big gaming goal would to, you know, have some success in COD this upcoming season. Uh, new games about to come out, and uh, maybe if they throw a reach event, I'll, I'll be there. I haven't seen I haven't seen y'all in so long, so I can't wait. Yeah. Kratos making a return to Halo. I, I think that sounds good, man. So Halo Reach maybe will come out, perform well in COD, and then, of course, Infinite. Uh, Onset, what about you? What's the next big goal for you? Um, I don't know, really. Just doing what <laughs> I'm doing, see what, see what this road takes me. Um, but hey, work hard. Don't make a lot of noise unless I've got something important to say. There you go. Fair. Fair. Well said. Thank you guys so much once again for joining me. And hopefully I get to meet up with you guys soon. Uh, not sure where things will take us, but we're all going to be grinding Halo. So hopefully it brings us back together. Uh, thank yeah. you for joining me. Thank you, dude. Yep, thank you, man. All right, guys, that closes our interview today. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Once again, we have our grassroots giveaway. I know some of you guys wait in the chat for that. You type exclamation mark grass, grassroots in the chat for your chance to win the BR skin and nameplate. Let's find out who it is. Uh, John should be telling me the winner. Trying to drum roll this, John. Help me. <laughs> we got we got a code coming. You guys probably already see it in the chat before I see it, but uh, the moment I get it, I will read it out to you. Uh, and then it says Alex. John said Alex, the winner. Mm hmm. I'm wait. Just the name. The name Alex is the winner. Just straight up Alex. Is it? Okay, Alex, congratulations. <laughs> You've won the BR skin and nameplate. Great, uh, great original name there. And uh, and enjoy the, enjoy the goodies. Uh, they'll send that to you through DM. And uh, of course, guys, you can come back next week for your grassroots giveaway. We do that every single week. We're going to close the show. We also have our merch as well. You guys can take a look at anything that you purchase here supports the show and it supports me as well. And I would highly appreciate that guys. Thank you once again for joining us. Remember, if you miss this, you can tune in on YouTube. We put the whole broadcast up on YouTube. You can listen to it on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google plays, uh, lots of different ways to keep up with HCS weekly. I'll see you guys next week with more news and more interviews. Have a good night.